Digify Africa and Flash Conversations. Good afternoon, hello, hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Digify Africa Unplugged Conversations. Today, we are looking at building the future African young people in the tech entrepreneurship space. Now, we all know that the fast growing digital adoption combined with Africa's young population positions the continent as one that stands to benefit the massive growth opportunities. Today, I'm joined by Alexander Asamba, a dynamic technology enthusiast interested in digital media, education, innovation, and sustainability. Good afternoon, Alexander. How are you doing? Hi, Humphrey. I'm good. Good afternoon. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Um, by way of starting our chat today, um, just wanted to find out from you, what do you think have been some of the exciting trends in the tech entrepreneurship space that um, you know, have come out of the continent? Oh, I, I think some of the exciting trend is that um, there has been democratization of the tools and access to resources and funding across the continents. And a lot of young people are not waiting for anyone to give them permission to take advantage of that. That's why you see several different startups coming up, um, most especially in the tech space. Um, some of the popular ones that are getting a lot of funding nowadays are actually in fintech. So yeah, the most popular trend is that um, tools, access to tools, access to funding is growing every day in Africa. Yeah, I like that because you talk about, you know, empowerment and access and the democratization of that process. And I want to ask you, why do you think it is important for access to be sort of the, the, the priority when we're talking about, you know, the digital economy on the continent? Because, you know, on one hand, you know, you spoke about, um, you know, giving props to young people, getting up and doing it for themselves. But at the same time, um, you know, when we talk about access, often we see that those very same young people who are trying to, you know, build um, don't have access to certain tools. Why do you think access is very important when we're talking about tech entrepreneurship? Oh, okay. So um, for, the, for the longest time, I would say um, um, a large part of Africa has been, uh, they, they have been deprived maybe not intentionally, but because of um, certain limitations we have in the continent and several countries in Africa, you know, the, the poor documentation, poor record keeping and all that, it actually limited how much um, young people can actually interact, interact with um, um, foreign businesses and even outside tools. Um, so access is very, very vital and important in the sense that it's, um, it, it permits, it permits everyone in Africa, it permits young people in Africa to be able to explore um, similar tools, similar platforms, such as is available in the rest of the world. So um, a good example is um, 10 years ago, you probably have um, payment solutions in places like South Africa, but you wouldn't have it in, a pla in places like um, Kenya, you wouldn't have it in places like um, Nigeria, um, Ghana, you know, but there, we've, been, we've been having a lot of local solutions coming up. Why? Because even internally in, 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 in various countries in Africa, policies are improving, um, documentations are improving, um, identify, identification is also improving, um, security systems are also improving. So that level of access makes it easier for um, young Africans who are going into tech to actually, you know, 
um, be um, come up on that same level playing field to compete with their counterparts in the rest of the world. And they're able to actually develop solutions that um, they're not waiting for PayPal. Um, they're not waiting for PayPal, the likes of PayPal to come, uh, you know, build businesses in their countries, but rather they are actually um, building those solutions, um, cooperating, working with the, their governments in the country and also partnering with foreign businesses to actually develop such solutions um, locally. So um, in, in terms of access, the good thing is um, Africa is opening to the world. You know, we're meeting up with standards and it's making it very possible for um, young entrepreneurs to, act, to actually compete on a global scale, develop solution um, locally. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And I think you also tap into something that's very important around um, innovation and innovation that speaks to local issues and local problems that we face in the different countries on the continent. I really do like that. And, and just on that, actually, when we're talking about some of those issues and, you know, um, the most issue that does come up is digital literacy. And I know that um, getting into tech, despite your background, sort of tackles this, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. I want us to touch on, um, you know, how education obviously opens up communities and provides room for innovation. What is not happening on the continent in terms of digital literacy that you think um, can fast track innovation? Oh, so I, I really love this question because it's, um, I, I have a personal experience with it. Um, one thing I believe is that education actually, it's a, it's, it's a transforming tool. I say education as a tool to transform people and people are able to transform their families, their lives, their environment. Um, access to learning has greatly improved and there have been specific initiatives that have come up and, 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 and be funded for Africans specifically. Um, and that is some of the things that they get into tech um, um, club that I actually, you know, hosts usually every week to help young Africans be able to find these resources. That's one of the reasons why we do that. We, we, we're trying to make them know that there are resources for them to learn um, how to be more professional, how to communicate their ideas better, how to network with others, how to build, how to build solutions, um, and so on and so forth. So I would say, um, for example, the, the, the good thing that um, Digify Africa is doing for um, young Africans as well. It has gone a long way in helping um, young Africans be able to see the opportunities in digital skills, understanding how to, um, understanding how to um, be more visible and easy to find um, online. Um, in the sense of um, accessing, in, 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 in the place of accessing um, other, other, other kind of educational um, resources. So, for example, IVM has an initiative called Digital Nation for Africa. It is one I personally um, endorse because I've gone through the courses and um, it's, it is actually developed in such a way by it can transform um, in, um, Africans from pure beginners to professionals. And when we talk about professionals nowadays, you, you should realize that um, for you, for me, in the past, our parents will probably have to have a white collar job um, where, they where they have to dress corporate, you know, go to an office, you know, to say they, they have a job, you know. And if you don't have that, you have a blue collar job where you have to work in a factory. But nowadays, that is not the case. You don't even need a university degree to, to be able to um, 
build amazing tools or build amazing companies or be an amazing employee. So IBM Digital Nation actually, it understands this concept. So it has beginners, beginner level resources, in, um, intermediate level resources, and also um, professional level resources. Yeah, so, so um, that access to learning is giving um, Africans as much opportunities as people from any other part of the world and also helping us to, and in, the, in, the, in foreign currencies, you know, bring wealth to our families, our communities, and our nations um, in general. Sure, sure. I like that answer because I think what you've done is you've broken down the importance of education, but also sort of tied it back to the second question around access. And I think it's quite brilliant because, again, when we talk about access, um, well, we can't talk about education without talking about access. And I think those two sort of coexist. And it's quite important that even when we are looking at, our, at the digital economy and the expansion of the digital economy on the continent, when we're thinking about policy, and governance, access and education sort of have to become priority priorities. I do like that. I want us to get into then, um, you know, get into tech despite your background, which you sort of touched on a little bit. Um, if you could give us a bit of more insight on, um, you know, what inspired you to start this, um, you know, club. Okay, amazing, amazing. Okay, so the, the first thing we try to do with the club, getting into tech despite your background is we try to dispel the myth that only certain brilliant people can actually get into tech or certain class of people, people who think a certain way, or maybe certain gender can do certain thing and certain gender can do certain thing. Or only people who love mathematics or um, statistics and the likes. And we're trying to dispel that myth while also helping people see the possibilities, inspire them with other people's stories and helping them to actually navigate the steps they have to take to get into tech or even pivot their current tech um, careers. Um, so the experience we've had so far is we've been able to actually, um, first and foremost, um, help people understand the difference between having a, a technical tech job and a non-technical tech job, people don't even know that that actually exists. For example, um, I, 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 we, we, I could argue that you actually have a tech career, you know, because like it or not, you're, you're, you're actually in the tech space, you're interviewing um, tech, tech entrepreneurs, um, um, tech founders, you're inter interviewing people who are actually yeah. making um, big strides in the tech space, while also inspiring while also inspiring um, Africans to, you know, gain that um, passion and understand exactly what it means to be in the tech space. So um, we, 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 I, we kind of clarify that even people doing copywriting, you love to write, you can, you can actually work a tech job. If you love to code, yes, you can work a tech job. If you have affinity for data and all that, you can work a tech job. Um, if you love to manage, you know, time, resources, your project manager that you can have a tech job. If you're a teacher, for example, like I have a license to teach, right? And for the most part in my tech career, I've mainly been a facilitator and a trainer. I, I actually have a tech tech job. So we, we try to help people understand that you don't have to be a coder to actually work in the tech space or have a tech job or, or say you have a, you're working a tech role. So that is the first thing we try to do, make people understand that there's a wide array of tech role tech roles that they can apply for, especially through uh, at least a hundred. So we make them see that list, right? There's a broad category. 
and there are subcategories. There is communication, supply management, there is sales, there is support, you know. So those are the kind of things we, we help Africans to be able to discover. Now, we also help, when, when the, the, title, the, the title of our rooms is, uh, our major room is um, getting into tech despite your background. If you, if you studied history, it doesn't matter. If you're a girl, it doesn't matter. If you're 40 years old, it doesn't matter. If you're 10 years old, it doesn't even matter because there are games you could start playing from the age of six, from the age of five, that will help you better be able to understand exactly how to code and program and write softwares, you know? So these are things that we tell parents for them to be able to guide their kids, you know, helping them be more tech savvy and future proof for their future careers. Um, because nowadays you see a lot of young people who, for instance, have, have a particular skill. Maybe they know they, they love playing a particular game and they stream these games online on YouTube, Switch, or on Facebook, and they get paid for it. There are a lot of kids across the world who pay, who pay the mortgage for their parents. Well, I'm not saying that they, they, are, they are being um, enslaved to do this, but the, just the normal things kids will do. But because they are tech savvy and because they understand how tech works, they are able to, you know, apply them, apply, um, they are able to bring their passion into the, into, um, the, uh, they are able to bring their passion on the internet and entertain others while they do their, the normal day-to-day -day activities that they do. Now, what do you call those kind of persons? You call them creators. People are able to develop, um, develop and produce content that others enjoy. And actually, because others enjoy and spend time on those contents, those people can be seen as influencers. And different brands, different institutions and organizations tend to actually promote their product via these influencers who understand content and actually have an audience so we just we, we, with the with the getting into tech club we try to actually um, expose as many people that we are able to expose to these um to the benefits of actually um understanding tech and actually um trying to and uh, uh, to the benefit of understanding tech and how they can build a tech career Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that, Alexander. I think it's quite an important, um, you know, organization because, again, when we when we talk about the digital economy and when we talk about tech entrepreneurship, often, as you mentioned, um, you know, as you were just telling us some of the stuff that you guys do um, with the organization, we find that the conversations are usually very exclusive and they exclude certain communities. And I like the fact that you're able to bring on and speak to a variety of people that come from different demographics who are really just passionate and interested in entering the digital economy and just, I, I guess, boost the African um, digital economy, whether it's through creating, whether it's through influencing, whether it's through coding or any other, you know, sort of take on non-technical role that sort of resides or is situated within the digital economy space. Now, last question before I let you go. Earlier on, I like the fact that you spoke about the fact that young people on the continent are not waiting for anyone. They sort of coming into the space, they're building, they're creating, and they're forging their own, um, you know, frontiers, and they're forging their own legacies within the space, and coming up with solutions for their respective communities. I want you, I want you to maybe talk about um, how, how young African tech entrepreneurs can accelerate development across the continent. All right. Um, oh, that's... Um... That's amazing because at the end of the day, everything we're trying to do is when we understand the importance of starting at the grassroots, 
So anyone who understands um, how the economy works understands definitely that the, the highest contributor to economic growth are usually SMEs. Um, as of 2019, um, population across Africa showed that 62% of Africa's population um, is actually is made up of youths. So what this means is that Africa has a, a booming youth population. Although, of course, um, with time, that um, youth population is going to decrease. Um, so in about 2030, we probably will be having um, about 55% of all Africans being youths. You know, there'll be a decrease. But right now, it means that several jobs are needed. And we need our, our, our youths to to understand exactly how to build startups, how to build companies, and also how to develop um, businesses, how to develop businesses from small businesses to big businesses, so they can hire other Africans. Because by, by 2030, it has been estimated that there'll be need for as much as 20 million jobs in Africa. And yes, we know we, we, we're exporting a lot of talent outside Africa, but then these jobs will be needed by Africans. And who else is better to help Africa, Africa than Africans who understand the issues, the problems, and understand exactly how to implement solutions to solve our own problems. So that said, that is one of the reasons why it will be very, very important that we, we move very fast, help young Africans understand the possibilities because there are possibilities, help them break limiting beliefs, uh, that um, they have to wait for some foreign solution to help them um, take care of things. So um, I, I know for the most part, I've been talking about, you know, um, tech in sense of um, software, but we also need a lot of hardware technology in Africa. For example, for the irrigation of farms, for, 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 for planting of seeds. In Kenya, for instance, there is a movement to plant 10 million seeds you know, to, to gain back like the, the, the rainforest, you know, to help, um, to help um, fight deforestation. And this is happening across Africa. Now, if, the, if, you, if we can fight deforestation, it means that we can keep our forests, um, we can keep our forest healthy. Um, we, um, we, we can have a proper food, food chain in the sense that um, farmers can also, it, 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 um, so what, what happens with, um, my, Preventing deforestation is that where there are trees, you don't experience um, droughts. Where there are trees, you don't experience um, um, erosions, you know, and there, there are less farming. There, there are less issues of farming. Um, besides, the, the population of Africa is growing. We need more food. So a, a lot of, a, a lot of um, entrepreneurship is needed here. And a lot of ingenuity from Africans, no matter the scale, be it small scale or large scale, will be necessary considering the estimation of um, considering the projection of how many jobs will be needing um, by 2030. So that said, I would say, I'd I, I like to conclude with saying that um, um, what we're doing currently at Getting to Tech, despite your background, it's just, um, let's say, it's, it's just a tip of the iceberg of how much work is necessary, is needed. And because um, um, we, we have people with several um, interests, with different interests, with um, different passion. We have people with um, 
with different personalities as well. And, and one thing that we do every single week is we provide a link to help um, individuals who show up um, in, in our sessions to go, the, the, so that link is to um, a quiz that helps any individuals who undergoes that quiz to understand exactly what's potential jobs in the tech, in a tech industry can, can actually be a best fit for their personality, interest and current skill. So that level of innovation means that we can scale our impact where we don't need individual um, career consultants to coach or to listen and um, recommend jobs for the people who attend our sessions. But right now we've actually um, assigned that responsibility to systems that have been built by smart tech people that actually understand all the questions to ask and understand exactly how to utilize the answers gotten from these individuals to be able to recommend um, an area of focus based on their passion, their skill, and um, their personality. So that said, um, I hope um, as we continue to move forward with, you know, um, empowering um, Africans to understand exactly where, how they can fit in or how, how they can grow in, um, in a tech career, um, that it is going to make more Africans confident enough to um, um, gain technical skills and, and actually improve themselves professionally to add value to businesses and also build amazing businesses in Africa. Thank you so much, Alexander. I think you've left us with so much to think about, you know, innovation, to think about coming up with solutions, to think about really integrating um, technolo technology within the professional space in all facets um, that are within that space, um, you know, to also start looking at redefining what you know uh, um, the tech space looks like so that we can be able to afford people from different backgrounds you know to enter the space i really really enjoyed this conversation because i think it really or at least you sort of brought down or, or brought to our attention the importance of diversity within the digital economy on the continent so thank you so much for joining me and providing me with your time to just go over through some of the work that you do and also to just provide an overview of where we are in terms of the continent when we're talking about tech entrepreneurship. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you.